Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Generation Gap Show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM in St Albans. We hope you enjoy it. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Hello and welcome to the Generation Gap, hosted by me, Liv and Clive. Hello. In this programme, we talk about the similarities and differences between our generations. This is the Generation Gap Show on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Yes, hello, good evening and welcome to the Generation Gap Show with me, Clive, and with Liv. Hi. And Liv, what are we going to talk about today? Today we are talking about predictions about the future and possible time travel okay so this is really something we tried to squeeze in a a previous program we just didn't have enough time so we thought Mm -hmm. we'd have a whole program about this so predictions about the future what um what does that mean to you just saying what's going to happen tomorrow what's the weather like on thursday that kind of stuff well making big predictions like um predictions about wars and I mean, we'll probably get into it, but a lot of people allegedly predicted things like 9-11. Those are the most common ones. But, yeah, it's really interesting. Okay, now these are a little bit like conspiracy theories, but they're also things that you've learned about from that great, wonderful teacher, the internet. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, have a little dig at you on that. Um, It's okay. Okay, I think... Obviously, predicting the future is, um, there's various versions of it. If you go back in history, people have been doing that for a long time. And they basically ascribed it to various kinds of magic. They would probably have some sort of runes they read. And oh, like psychics. Yeah, and like, that's right. And so they would um, sit there and think, oh, I've had a divine vision and it's told me that I must go to such and such a place yeah. or I must not go somewhere because there's going to be an earthquake or whatever. And so people have had that sort of um, idea before and they, they ascribe it to... Um, some sort of powers they might have and so on. Um, these days we probably make them more on a sort of scientific basis, or at least we try to, mm-hmm. saying, you know, what we know about this, that and the other, put it together and you therefore can make a sort of straightforward prediction that something will happen. I can predict that, you know, in 20 years' time there'll be more electric cars than anything else, for example. Yeah. And how could I be proved wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah... So, Liv, you've got something you want to talk to me about, which is somebody who claims to have been a time traveller who's come back to our time from the future. Yes. And therefore, obviously, making predictions or mm-hmm. discussing things that, that have happened. If he really is from the future, then it's a bit credible that he would have known what things might happen in future. Yeah. Well, so basically, in around 2000 to 2001, a man appeared on online forums, which at that time, the internet wasn't as huge as it is now so more people saw it back then um and it was he would be on online forums and he would be talking about how he was a time traveler he com- he claimed to be he worked for the u.s military and he was a time traveler who went on missions to stop bad things from happening so it sounds like a film but he would make predictions and a lot of them turned out to be true so okay give me an example then well, one that was more fitting to the time that won't matter now was he, to prove it, the first thing, I think the first thing he said was there was a computer at the time called the IMB 5100. IBM. Probably. IBM, yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, and he claimed that there was a function on it that changed, 
some kind of code language thing. It's technical. I'm not a very technical person. So he predicted something about that. He said he knew about it and he said the company would come out about it in around a year. And it happened. The company came out and said, yeah, this is true. Um, they didn't reference John Tito, obviously. A lot of people didn't know about him. Um, but some people had come forward to the company and said, is this true? Um, is there a function on this that changes this? And they were like, yeah, we've just been hiding it because we don't want anyone to copy it. We don't want companies to copy it. So that was interesting that he knew that. But he disappeared in 2001. So after that, he didn't make any more predictions. But during the time he was around, he also predicted that Stephen Hawking, this was in 2000 that he predicted this, he said Stephen Hawking would admit that he was wrong about black holes. He said Stephen Hawking didn't have the right information about black holes, his theories weren't correct. And that he'd come out about that and admit that he was completely wrong. And everyone kind of thought, yeah, right, Stephen Hawking's a genius, why, why would that happen? And then in 2014, Stephen Hawking came out and said, my biggest mistake is that I'm completely wrong about black holes. I know I've been completely wrong about black holes. And he did a complete um, 180 on his theory about black holes, which is interesting because that's 14 years in the future. Okay, I mean, obviously, um, I, I try and put a very sort of sensible approach to these mm -hmm. things. And you've mentioned two things that he predicted, which may or may not have happened later. Mm -hmm. But did he make other predictions? I mean, did he list out sort of 50 things and only those two are the ones which people have spotted? That Some of the things he predicted were wrong. That is true. He said that the Olympics wouldn't... This was in... He predicted it in 2000. He said there'll be no official Olympics after 2004. So 2004 will be the last Olympics because the 2008 mm. Olympics would be cancelled. And the 2008 Olympics did come really close to being cancelled. They were in Beijing. Oh, yes, I remember. They came really close to being cancelled, but they weren't. So that was wrong. And then we had one in London afterwards. Mm -hmm, yes. We did. Okay, so, uh, right, well, all right, that's an interesting story, um, and he's disappeared completely. Presumably he's jumped in his time machine and disappeared back home or gone somewhere else. Yeah, I, he came back in 2005 and predicted... Um, he predicted a bunch of things that ended up to be right. He said that thing about... Um, he said a space plane would blow up from overheating in America, and it did, but that was also... I don't know. He could have just guessed that because, you know, planes explode sometimes. Well, the Not planes. You mean space, space shuttle you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. I think. He did call it a space plane, though. That's right. There was, there was about 100 flights to the space shuttle, and there were two of them which had yeah. uh, um, catastrophic disasters, mm -hmm. um, which is a low percentage, I have to say, in terms yeah. pure engineering terms, two out of the 100 crashing. Um, okay. So, right. Well, that's an interesting sort of story. And um, obviously, again, I'll pick on it. He had to be. Um, presumably he went and arrived in america mm -hmm. and also he claimed to be a sort of u.s military person from the future yeah that's also the sort of typical story that comes out from a lot of these things isn't it uh you're listening to the generation gap show here on radio verulam 92.6 fm and we're talking today about um time travel in a sense but also predictions of the future and various examples of people um predicting and uh they've just been talking about um john tita tita or i'm who, not really sure how he pronounces t-i-t-o-r if okay. you want to google it he claims to have been a time traveler from the future and went to, uh, back into um about the year 2000 and made various predictions mm -hmm. so I'm going to give you an example of a prediction of the future, which was is quite real and absolutely happened and so on. Mm -hmm. um, and I think to make the 
um, I want to really sort of make the point that it's perfectly possible to predict the future for in many ways. If you basically know about something quite well, you know about the subject, you know about the country concerned or the person concerned, and you can predict what they're going to do or, or in the future and so on. And there's an example here which is a very good one because it predicted something which is the most... Um, Notorious event in the last uh, few decades, I suppose. Um, and this is a guy called Simon Reeve, who you may know because he's actually very um, commonly on television. He presents quite a lot of travel documentaries where he goes to some wild part of the world and shows what it's like and so on. And he's a very good journalist. And before he got his television career, he um, was doing some investigative reporting. And in the year 1993, there was a bomb let off outside the World Trade Center in New York. And um, Simon Reeve was investigating this, and he got very suspicious about who it might have been who was involved. And so he wrote a book called The New Jackals, which was basically referring to the, um, uh, the terrorist organization in Europe that um, tried to assassinate General de Gaulle, um, which I guess was in the 1960s, the day of the jackal. You may have seen the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically... He tracked down various people and he ended up at one point having a long interview with Osama bin Laden and his family. And they, they of course, ran a big building and construction company. Um, And after this, in his book, he predicted that there was going to be um, a new terrorist group which was already being named Al-Qaeda. And he was very worried about it and thought they were very serious about inflicting serious damage on the Western world, you know, Europe and uh, America. And in particular, that bin laden was very much um anti-american and obsessed with this and so he predicted that something big was going to happen and so on now he didn't know exactly what it was but he knew he was also quite obsessed with the world trade center so there was a bit of an implication of that and effectively he um predicted that there would be an attack on the world trade center which obviously did happen later in in 2001 as we know 9-11 as we call it mm-hmm. um now having said all that the prediction wasn't so specific that you could look at it you know, beforehand and say, oh, it's going to happen when it's going to happen. So it was a sort of prediction based on knowledge or foreknowledge of the various people and events involved. And it seems to me you can do that quite often and you can make predictions about things in the future. You can predict we're going to have electric cars, as I said earlier. We can predict having flying cars. I have no idea when they'll come or how they'll manage to fly, but um, at the same time, you know, that's something that you can imagine perhaps... Yeah, as, as it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but obviously predicting something like there's going to be, in the year 2046, there's going to be a war between X and Y's countries yeah. is more difficult. And a lot of these things seem to be um, where something has happened and people look back on these people who claim to predict you things. And you try and fit it in and say, ah, oh, when they said this, they must have meant that war or this person or that earthquake or whatever it is that, that's been there. And that's particularly what happens with the predictions of someone like Nostradamus. And I think we'll have a little talk about Nostradamus a bit later. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about, um, well, we're sort of talking about time travel. We're talking about predictions in the future. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you are a time traveller from the future, then you know a few things that are going on. Yeah. And you can do the um, Back to the Future thing where you've got the uh, book with all the sports results <laughs> from years ahead and then go make a fortune in the bookies. Mm. Um but I wonder about this because, um, you know, if you if you do come back from the future with various things, what is it that you want to sort of get? You want to sort of tell people about these bad things that are going to happen and so on. Would you really want to do that? Or would you want to perhaps not mention one particular thing? Or it's rather hard to know what you would do. Yeah, I'm... 
I mean, you wouldn't want to say, oh, that's the year when X dies, or... Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I think if I were a time traveller, I wouldn't want to tell people anything, because as soon as you tell people something, it's going to change. Do you well, know what I mean? Certainly if there's some big disaster coming up or something Oh, like yeah, that. no. If there was a big disaster... Don't go on then flight, just, flight two, yeah. 223B from you know Boston on, yeah, on that day. I'd probably do that, but I wouldn't want to tell people I definitely wouldn't want to tell people like sports scores because I think that's you know it's funding betting I'm not into that but I think if there was something really bad going to happen I would that was a really poor grammar sorry if there was something really bad that was going to happen I would definitely want to try and warn people and try and stop it from happening but then I don't know if that would lead to worse things because in the films that's always how it goes if you try and change something everything else changes and you'll stop existing indeed so um, I don't know yeah, it's yeah. a risky business it certainly is <laughs> um, so I think that if you were being sent back in time for some reason yeah that would actually be a decision someone's made to send you back I think for they'd a tell particular, you what thi- to do. particular thing isn't it? they'd be like don't drop your phone Yes, because somebody else... Someone will find it. Oh, look, it's an iPhone 27. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, no, I think if you were sent back, you'd know what to do. But I wouldn't want to be a random, like, nuclear physicist who just jumps back for fun. That would go badly. I'd mess things up. Okay, well, we're talking today about um, time travel in the sense of people predicting the future. And we've heard about somebody who claimed to be a time traveller come back mm-hmm. to sort of tell us. Didn't come back to warn us about anything particularly, so that's, that's interesting. Well, yeah. Okay. He warned us about a war, but it didn't happen, so maybe he fixed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... One of the most famous names that comes up in terms of predicting the future is Nostradamus. And Nostradamus is basically um, a... Latin name, uh, which was added later, but he really was a Frenchman um, called Michel de Nostradame, and he was born in something like 1503, we're not quite sure exactly, and he lived in Provence in south of France. Um, now he basically did various things, he was an alchemist, he was basically um, so sort of like a pharmacist making medicines and things, mm-hmm. um, and he was a sort of man of science. Um, but he started writing an almanac of the year. Basically, he wrote a retrospective one, you know, what happened this year. And it was a really bestseller. And he thought, that's a great idea. I'll do one next year and do the next year. And then he had a bright idea of doing ones for the future. And then he started making these predictions. And there's various books he wrote over, over time, including one with nearly a thousand predictions of the future. But he was very worried that he would be um, sort of arrested and perhaps, you know, killed by the church for doing things which are against the law in terms of what the church believed. And so he decided to disguise how he wrote things. He wrote them in sort of rhyming couplets um, and various other ways, sort of poetry versions, Mm -hmm. and made them a bit more generalised. And, of course, this is what's the trick. By making a sort of generalised prediction, uh, people subsequently can look at it and say, ah, he must have been talking about so-and-so, which has just happened. And this is why... He's sort of gone on um, in various things. He's been referred to in his, his dozens of films and other books about what he did. Um, but really what he wrote has got no really firm predictions. It doesn't have any particular years or anything. And sort of vague things like in the West, um, remembering he's in south of France, that could be 
west of France. It could be the US. It yeah. could be uh, anywhere you know, west of there. Um, so I think that I'm very sceptical about this. But, of course, um, lots of claims are made that he's predicted all sorts of different things, including wars, earthquakes, 9-11 inevitably. Everyone's allegedly predicted 9-11, yes. I think. Um, and Simpsons also, did. And on the inter- yeah, the Simpsons are just as <laughs> good. The, the internet, you see, though, um, what happens is something big happens and people then suddenly start sending something around. Oh, Nostradamus predicted this. Yeah. And they make up a quote which may looks a bit like his writings and he probably didn't put it in there at all. So it's very, it's very much just a sort of trend. Um, he also was obsessed with the end of the world. And that's another thing which obviously comes mm. up quite regularly. Um, you told me earlier about um, the 2012 end of world thing. It was quite worrying for yeah, you. Yeah, my school. I mean, we were all kids, so obviously we were like, oh my God, the world's going to end today. We were really, we were having a great time. But I genuinely, at one point in the morning when I was leaving for school, I was like, what if it does? I shouldn't go to school today. What's going on? Like, people are acting so normal about this, but loads of people think the world's going to end today and then it didn't and I was like a bit disappointed I was like oh okay but I mean how did you expect you suddenly look in the sky and see those big black clouds yeah, coming down it's the know. Hollywood version <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe it would just explode or something I don't know I don't know what I thought but well every yeah. other day there's an asteroid heading to the earth and it's going to crash into somewhere yeah and then it misses by 26,000 miles which is near near of course in those sense yeah well, so that's good I mean, I think it's possible to make those sort of predictions, but, of course, the end-of-the-world prediction isn't very useful in the sense that people aren't going to be around afterwards to say, oh, he was right. <laughs> not sure I'm <laughs> predicted that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I hope I'm not here for the end. Actually, mm, no. I hope I'm not here for the end-of-the-world. I don't think you will. I, um, yeah. I generally, I it'll be, be a long, long time away. I mean, it depends. <laughs> you never know. Right. Well, you... <laughs> Let's not do any predictions on that at the moment. So, I mean, you've heard of Nostradamus, presumably. Yes, but I don't know much. I just know he predicted a bunch of things, and some people say he's like a psychic or something like that because he's predicted loads. And I knew that he wrote it all in, like, cryptic ways. And I think it's interesting, but I also... I'm very... (laughs) Although I believe in time travel, I, I don't believe in psychics and things like that unless you claim to be a time traveler i don't believe your predictions because i mean i think he claimed he sort of went into his study and he lit a couple of candles and he had like a crystal a ball vision. or something oh. like that oh he, really he sat there and the, the things were revealed so he was like a witch they were real to him well he couldn't call himself a witch because that would have also uh, meant he would he be burnt been, at the stake yeah. i expect oh, um and also one of the ones he particularly hid he did actually predict the last pope which oh. has already passed the date when he suggested. Oh, so, so that, di- that didn't work either. Yeah, but that I would have been a, quite a sort of incendiary thing to predict. I imagine the at crystal the time. ball told him about nine eleven. I don't think it was necessarily a crystal ball. <laughs> so it was some sort of um, either some sort of um, supernatural some thing. Yeah, I mean, I think some of them have a, like a, a bowl with water in and candles floating on it or something like this. So it was like some spiritual stuff. I. Well, I think it's more like those things set you into a mood and suddenly the, the things appear in your mind, as it were. But I don't think the mind is as magical. Well, actually, I don't know. The mind is a bit magical, but I don't think it knows things about the future. I don't think knowledge about the end of the world is hidden in us. I definitely don't. I Sorry. Pro- if you pro- do. Probably quite right. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> it, 
you could argue that he had some special powers and that by sitting in a certain way in his dark room, whatever, it would sort of bring these things to him. But so equally, what, did, what did he get right? Do you know? Well, I don't think he got anything right in the oh. sense <laughs> that, that really people are, you know, retrospectively... Oh, he wasn't specific enough? Re- retrospective saying, oh, when he said this, maybe he meant that. I mean, yeah. for example, he, he's mentioned a great leader who was incompetent, I think is the phrase. <laughs> Most great leaders. In the West... Oh. Who blew his own trumpet? Oh uh, well. Now, some people have suggested that possibly that might indicate a particular individual. Yeah. But of course, that's just making it up. And this, we're talking about somebody doing this in in fifteen hundred and something. Yeah. How would they know his name? Well, that would have to be so. That means everything that's happened. I don't know. I, this is my head hurts now because I'm trying to think about alternate timelines and how anything could have changed. Trump could have not been born, and somehow he got that right. But still, it's very interesting. I'm not sure that's it. I don't know. I it's mean, interesting to think about what you're alluding to. Um, possibly not as <laughs> you're trying to get there. Um, there is a theory which was based on one of Einstein's theories that um, time is already kind of set in, in stone, as it were. Mm. So everything is going to happen is already sort of written there, and everything that's happened in the past is already sort of fixed. Yeah. And of course, from an individual point of view, that means that anything you do or don't do every day uh, doesn't really matter because it's already sort of all set in some sort of um, stone already. Yeah, I think. Sorry, that's I quite, quite, it's that. quite hard to really get your head around something like that because that means you could just do anything you like and it's already preordained and so on there's no real sort of control you have over your life i can't really accept that myself i think um, no i think i don't know i don't think everything's set in stone i think that there are multiple i genuinely do think there might be like multiple dimensions where we have similar timelines but they're at different times but it's the same i always think of it like film uh you know film of like a camera or like Mm. if you're watching a film the film of the film the movie the film of it i think it's like that but they're in different positions so it's the same stuff but it could be like slightly different because little things have changed or massively different because big things have changed or little things have made big things change you know i sound crazy (laughs) but i think I don't think everything's set in stone. I think you can make big differences. But you can also make little differences. I mean, for example, we've come today um, to this studio and recording this programme. Yeah. Now, for one reason or another, one of us might not have come to the programme. Yeah, I mean, I was five minutes late. What would happen if I wasn't? What would happen if I was ten minutes late? And two minutes earlier, you might have walked in front of that bus or something, you see. Yeah, oh, yeah. But But that's the kind of thing which... If you think about everything happening like that to every individual in the world yeah. every time, then it means there's so many possibilities that the whole thing is quite ridiculous to try and get your head round. So yeah. I, I can't go for that. Me neither. That's a kind of... Um, OK, we're getting a bit conspiratorial now. Yeah, sorry, uh, okay. everyone. So popular claims about Nostradamus. Let's just have a quick look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been suggested that he predicted the Great Fire of London, the French Revolution, the rise of Napoleon, Hitler and Donald Trump, <laughs> Both world wars, which is presumably World War One and Two, because we've had lots of them, really, mm. um, and the nuclear destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh. Um, also, he predicted the Apollo moon landings, the space shutter, shuttle Challenger disaster in 1986, death of Diana, Princess of Wales, the what? September 11th attacks on the World Trade Center. Now, how would he predict the death of 
Princess Diana if he didn't even know she was going to... A royal princess. Well, I mean, the thing is that... What did he say? Did he just say a princess will die? Well, something like that. I mean, the thing is basically (laughs) that all of these things are things that came out after the event of those things. People say, oh, when he said this, he must have meant that. But then how would you know it before? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the only way of doing it, unless he named names, which would be very interesting. No, well, there's but the trumpet thing. The, the one for that. one for Adolf Hitler, he basically mentions. Uh, I think it's Hisler, um, huh? but Hisler is actually oh. the name of a river. Oh. <laughs> And uh, we think it was probably that. Anyway, I mean, the point is... Are we sure he was making predictions, or was he just writing poetry? He was saying that he was writing predictions of the future. Oh, okay. He did say that. Okay. That, and he's disguised them to, to um, uh, avoid various things. That's quite cool. But there's no real evidence, and I don't think there's any specific example people can pick on. But mm. it's just a good thing. You just go and delve into it and find something and say, oh, look, he must have meant this. I think John Teter's better, because he named names. He said Stephen Hawking. Yes will take back what he said about black holes. And exactly that happened. Very impressive. It is. Okay. Nice try, Nostradamus, but John Tita <laughs> has you beat. He didn't have the technology in those days. Yeah, that's true. I think it he is just int- had his crystal ball. It is interesting. I mean, I think that if um, someone was a time traveller, what would they do if they wanted to make it known that they were travelling? They'd turn up somewhere and appear on television, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, are you going to... Yeah. There's people who have been in the background of things. With phones in the old films or old TV shows. Oh, look, you've seen... Yes, I've seen photos with people apparently walking along through, say, New York in Mm 1920-something with an iPhone. Yeah. Now, the problem that I have with that is two things. Firstly, obviously, it's unlikely that they've taken an iPhone back in time, but let's agree they might be able to do that. They could have. It wouldn't work. Yeah, but they could have been testing it. Yeah, but they can't test it because it works by having <laughs> lots of transmitters all over the place, you know, Well, then the what cells. do you think they were doing? Well, I don't Speaking think... Speaking to their wallet? That's weirder. They might have been just having something which, at the particular moment of the photo, they were just lifting something up in their hand. I mean, I don't know. Mm, possibly. Uh, and it's not impossible people have doctored the photo either, let's be honest. That, yeah, no, that's true. Nowadays, it's very hard to you trust believe, photos. You don't believe anything you see in the photo. Yeah, speaking of... Yes. Actually, no, I won't, because it's about Amelia Earhart. That's nothing to do with this. Amelia Earhart. She was uh, spotted in her photo, and it's a that's a real photo because it was in the government archives. But Amelia, we'll talk about that another time, that's, hopefully. That's I would love after, to talk about after that. she'd crashed a plane and disappeared. Yeah. I well, see. I think it's been proven that. Actually, no, that might be wrong, so I'm not going to say it. Right. Let's leave that one. We'll okay, talk so about it another time. Nostradamus. We're not convinced about Nostradamus. No. Right? Okay. I think Sorry. any of us could sit down and write a book with lots of predictions in general terms. I will terms. do it right now. There will be an earthquake. There will be a flood. The sea levels will rise. The sea levels will rise. And yes. And it's scary, actually, isn't it? Because all the cities, like London, are basically on the sea. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the river is... That's true. Going straight through the middle of the city. Because that's where you build cities. We should build... We've got a river. We should build a wall. Build a wall. <laughs> Stop the water. There's a thing called the Thames Barrier, which is exactly that. It yeah. keeps the water out. Oh, well, there we go. But they might need to build a bigger one further out. Do you know what? You know how people say we're going to live underwater? Meaning, the only person who said that that I know of is that song. And there's one person who said it, but I can't remember their name. That we'll live under the water in the future. Why would we do that? Um, because the sea levels are rising. Yes. So maybe we're going to build domes over our cities so that when the sea level rises, it won't affect us. Gosh, so... I actually think 
that's my new prediction. I'm going to write a book, everybody. So, okay, Liv's predictions now. <laughs> she, she's moved into this from discussing other people's <laughs> predictions to having our own ones. I think that we will live underwater because the sea levels are rising. But but seriously, what you're doing, you see, is exactly what I said at the beginning here. Really, that that you can make um, dis- you can make sort of assumptions mm-hmm. b- and sort of ex- you know say, well, if this happens and that happens, then we'll need to do this. Yeah. And it may well be that obviously we we do know that the tide is rising. Because we can't all live on boats. That wouldn't. That just wouldn't work. No. Well, the, you have to get some really big boats. The issue is whether you could build a city the size of London in sort of in a dome or under underwater. Well, you just build a dome over it, don't you, and then wait for the sea to cover it, like Atlantis. <laughs> think about it, Atlantis. <laughs> oh dear, I think we're going off into an interesting <laughs> tangent here, but yes, yeah. Okay, I'll play along. Yes, Atlantis. <laughs> so, if like that, the cities start sinking because you know the water's rising sorry if anybody here doesn't believe in climate change this might sound like nonsense to you but the sea's rising and we build a dome over london or the whole of england but that would be quite difficult so we'll just do it over london for now so if you're living in birmingham sorry yeah no offense to you guys i'm just this is a hypothetical so i'd say just around london or something the sea the sea rises and with oh we're not even in london oh london and st albans and then <laughs> Special little a little one over St Albans, <laughs> like in The Simpsons. Oh yes. Oh my! It's all coming full circle because The Simpsons have predicted lots of things too. Right. Okay. I'm just going to say. Sorry, I'm actually going off on one now. London is sitting on a, a bed of clay. Oh. So you'd have to actually put a base on it as well somehow and dig a complete sort of base for the whole thing. Yeah, we'll do that. I'm just thinking about this. We'll do that. And obviously, all the underground would be flooded. Yeah, but we won't need the underground. We'll use trams. Or we'll use submarines. Okay. Actually, no, that wouldn't make sense. No, we won't have the water inside the dome. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll write a book. Okay. It'll be great. So, I mean, although we're being silly here, (laughs) we are also making a serious point, which Mm. is that you can make all sorts of outlandish predictions. Yeah, and and they might come true. Some of them might come true. Or if they're vague enough. That live, she saw this come in 300 years ago. My goodness, look at that. Uh, You could just say things like, because we know the sun's getting closer. Because, oh wait, is the sun getting closer? Not to my knowledge. No, we're expanding actually. I think that it it wobbles a bit, so it it gets closer and further away at different times. Oh, never mind then. Well, you can make vague predictions, like really vague ones, just from the science that we know. Yes. And then, so, like, there was a company that takes people's DNA to test their, um, I don't want to say the brand, because I'm not sure if they'll be that pleased with this. There's several companies you can send samples yeah, off for DNA. you send samples off, find stuff out by yourself. You, and people were saying, well, what if they keep your DNA and then try and sell it back to you later or give it to the government? I don't know what the government want it for, but people were very afraid of the government sometimes, so you wouldn't want them to have a tube of your spit for some reason. So people were saying that might happen and then people found out that they were doing that like it was staying on government record which is kind of obvious because everything nowadays stays on government record and then people were like how did they know and it's like because everything is on government record it's so vague and obvious actually i I beg to differ slightly i suspect the government is actually not anywhere near as efficient at storing these things as certain big companies we won't mention i think it just yeah i think it just stays on record somewhere everything i say must be taken with a pinch of salt because i'm often wrong 
Yes. I think also <laughs> it's probably time to wind up because we have actually been doing a lot of talking today. And mm-hmm. um, it's been very interesting because we've uncovered a few interesting things and some predictions which we'll store in somewhere and so we can see that we, we mm-hmm. predicted the future. Yeah. You did anyway. Definitely. So it's time to say goodbye and um, thank you for listening. This has been The Generation Gap. We've been talking about, well, sort of about predictions and time travel and all sorts of interesting things like that. Yeah. I hope it's given you a bit of food for thought anyway. And if you found it interesting or if you are in fact from the future, please tweet us or comment on our Instagram page at rvgengap for both of them. Yeah, but tweet to us now rather than in the future because we can't actually wait 20 years to get yeah. the message. <laughs> yeah, tweet us now and tell us about the future. Okay, let's do that. Fine, thanks very much and uh, good night. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Generation Gap show here on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you'll listen again to the show. You can subscribe from iTunes, Google Play and, of course, from Radio Verulam's own website, radioverulam.com.